Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Insurance fraud is not a laughing matter, and technology is making us more and more accessible to various kinds of fraud, including medical identity theft, which is something you don't hear as much about, but can be as serious, if not more so, than your financial identity theft. We're going to talk with Jim Quiggle today. He is the Director of Communications with the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. Jim, your group does great work. We're so proud to for Call for Action to work with you guys and to get the information out to consumers. So welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thank you, Shirley. It's always great to talk with you about insurance scams. Boy, I'll tell you, they they never stop, do they? This is some people have found this is an easy way to make money, uh, even though it's not legal. So let's talk about some of the things that you all are seeing that are going on in the the world today. Um, for example, I was just reading your your latest journal, your latest issue, and by the way, tell people the website so they can go and see this information themselves. Oh, absolutely. Everything you need to know about insurance fraud and how to protect yourself from being a victim, you can find at insurancefraud.org. That's insurancefraud.org. Insurancefraud.org. Okay. And I recommend that all of our listeners go there and read up on it because one of the things that that, uh, I've learned in talking with you over the years, Jim, is that we could even be a participant in insurance fraud without our knowledge. Uh, we can be taken advantage of. And I guess that even if actions brought against, let's say, a doctor who's selling, selling pain cream, these scams can be very expensive, and they can be selling uh, things that don't have any bearing on helping a consumer. And yet, what if the doctor's arrested? Can the patient be brought into this? Well, the poor patient gets stuck in, in many ways because often their policy is used for selling expensive and, and absolutely worthless compound pain creams that do nothing but, but, but put glop onto your skin and mm-hmm. have little to do with, with, with actual medicine. So guess what? You're stuck with large claims that, that can hike your insurance premiums, and you're also stuck with a lot of hassle because you are pulled into a crime that's not of your making. Okay, so we need to be careful. If we, if we think that someone, and I know that this can be involved in cars, there's all kinds of scams that were involved around cars and fake accidents that you and I have discussed over the years, and we'll get into a little bit of that when we talk about auto scams. But the the, the whole medical issue is one that seems to me is just ripe for fraud. So we really need to be on the lookout. Now, if somebody thinks that their doctor is prescribing something for them, like, let's say, these pain creams, what should you do about it, Jim? Do you all have advice on consumers aside from changing doctors? Well, do your research. Get to know what these pain compound creams really are all about. So many of compound creams are way overpriced. A single tube can cost up to $25,000. Oh, my God. Excuse me, but I had no idea. Oh, no, the this, this stuff is, is sold at it often outrageous prices, and often it's a little more than goop. All it does is put, smear it on your skin, and it doesn't do a thing to help you. Yet it's billed for, to insurance companies because it's supposedly handmade just for your medical needs. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
Now, it's what are you all doing to fight back against something like this? Well, the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud is is reaching out to consumer groups like yours and other consumer advocates around the country trying to spread word about compound creams and other insurance scams that are maiming and hurting and, and often even bankrupting innocent uh, consumers whose only, whose only fault is that they happen to be directly in the path of an oncoming train called an insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. And of course, the problem here, too, is it may delay putting off getting legitimate treatment for these conditions where you could be helped, but you don't know that because you haven't done your research. Well, I guess it, it really does does pay for consumers to go online, research any kind of treatment that they're being given, especially compounds that are going to be very expensive because they're being made just for you. Um, That is actually excellent advice, Jim. Now, do you talk to consumers who have this happen to them? I know you work with the insurance companies to get the information out there, but if somebody suspects they're part of a program like this, do you all want to hear from them? What we urge is for consumers to go to their state insurance department and and Uh lodge a formal complaint using their fraud hotlines. That's the best way to get to a a complaint and and get your case going. Because that's really, you're into the education side of it rather than having the phone banks kind of thing. Am I right? Yes, the coalition is very assertively educating consumers right. about all kinds of insurance scams, and we, we urge them to go straight to law enforcement and, and make a complaint with all the evidence that you've got. Now, I gather what you're seeing happening now is these are just not individuals that are putting together these insurance frauds, but it's organized rings, organized crime has moved heavily into the area of insurance fraud? Organized crime and, and scam rings have or really moved into insurance fraud in a very big way because there's so much money to be had. And frankly, it's a lot safer than dealing drugs on a street corner where you sure. can get shot at. Yeah, that's true. We, we've nice little white-collar crime here that hurts a lot of people. Oh, drug dealers are moving into insurance fraud because it is safer and more lucrative than, than working the street mm-hmm. corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've seen people come in from Cuba and other countries. They barely know English, know nothing about health care, yet w- within a year they're multimillionaires because they know how to scam the insurance system. Isn't that incredible? I mean, what are they offering, computer lessons on this stuff? I mean, it's amazing to me how some people can have such skills and yet use them for such awful purposes. And, you know, people say, oh, it's just the insurance company. I can exaggerate this claim, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're actually hurting all of us, aren't they? Because when an insurance company is a victim of fraud, the consumer is also indirectly the same victim because you're going to pay more for your insurance. Oh, absolutely, Shirley. Your premiums are going to go up because guess what? The cost of fraud are passed on to honest consumers in the form of higher premiums. This is the way business, any business runs itself well. Has to, and sure. It, and no, no company wants to think that they're passing on because they were defrauded or consumers were defrauded or any of us were defrauded. That's a, that's a pretty tough thing for a company to have to face, and, but I'm sure that they do. Again, give us the website for the information. Yes, you, you can learn how to defend yourself and watch out for the warning signs of scams against you by going to insurancefraud.org. That's insurancefraud.org. And one of the things that you all do that I just love is what you call the Insurance Hall of Shame. And consumers can find out what 
kind of frauds have made it to the fraud hall of fame. Let's just, you know, sometimes, Jim, I laugh when I read it, but yet it is one of the saddest things in the world because I know that it's victimizing people, taking their lives, destroying property, etc. But anyway, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jim Quiggle. He's the Director of Communications for the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. It's a nonprofit group that's out there fighting the good fight, trying to keep your insurance premiums down while they protect us against fraud. So it's it's a great group that you have, Jim, and I'm so pleased for Call for Action to to work with you all. Okay, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on in terms of of healthcare fraud. And I think one of the things that scares me the most is the the uh, cyber attacks that target healthcare providers, um, insurance companies, anyone who has your healthcare and medical records. This health identity theft is not something that makes the headlines in the news. But it, to me, Jim, in many ways, is more serious than financial identity theft. Would you agree with that? Oh, surely. Cyber attacks on on health insurance organizations, whether it's a company or or a medical facility, these these attacks are going through the roof because there's so much money hidden in the database in terms of the information that a patient has, all their medical information. Just to show you how lucrative it can be, if your your medical information on the dark web is trafficked for up to fifty dollars per name by criminal organizations. Wow! And if they in, credit- if they infiltrate a company, my God, think of the treasure trove. Oh, it, the, the money is is endless. And think of a credit card. That identity is trafficked for maybe one to five dollars on the mm-hmm. dark web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That tells us the severity of it. Well, you know, the thing that's always worried me about medical identity theft is you could go to the hospital and the record they could have there, if you've been the subject of identity, medical identity theft, the records that they have may not really be your record. It may be somebody else who stole your identity. Oh, 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 medical ID theft is fraught with danger. This is danger to your health and actually to your life. A crook steals your information, goes to the hospital, gets treatment using medicines, and it's all lodged in your medical record then. What happens if you later go into the ER, you're half, you're half conscious, and they use a medicine that the crook used that you are allergic to? Oh, wow. Your life could be jeopardized. It's happened to people before. Yeah, I've read, I've read about that. Well, how do, how do we as consumers protect ourselves against this? Well, a lot of it's very basic self-protection. Keep your medical, your health insurance card carefully guarded. Don't leave it around on the table at home or or on the kitchen counter. Believe it or not, friends and relatives are some of the biggest thieves of your medical information. Oh, my God. Well, that's true. You know, they talk about identity theft. It's oftentimes a family member. I hate to say it, but Auntie Gertrude could be out to steal your information and get some free uh, medical treatment courtesy of your uh, medical card. We're going to have to send Annie Gertrude to the prison, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. We, you know, we, we, we joke about it, but it's not a joking matter because you're absolutely right. You never know who's going to take your information. You have workers coming in your house, any, anything like that. What are some of the signs that a consumer should look for to see if they're the victim of this kind of theft? 
Well, when you get your explanation of benefit from your health insurance company, mm-hmm. look it over very closely because that's the treasure trove that could be hiding all sorts of, of, of illegal and dishonest claims against you by somebody else. Um, these, they're called explanations of benefits. They're basically your, the, a record of what kind of treatments you've had during the last month. Um, you might find all kinds of treatments that you never had before. What if uh, you were being charged for a bunch of x-rays and, and other tests on a day that you were vacationing in the Bahamas? Well, that could be a real tip-off that somebody's using your information. So don't just assume that it's a mistake in building. You need to investigate to see if it goes deeper than that and is actually medical identity theft. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't assume there's ever a mistake, and don't be intimidated by the, all the information that's just packed into those things. You have to look them closely. Medical ID theft is on the rise. It's so widespread because it's so lucrative. You could be next. And it's so easy, I guess, because we really have not been conditioned to think about our medical identity as being something stolen by the crooks. So I'm so glad to see you all doing more outreach on this subject, Jim. I've talked about it a few times on our partners here in, in Washington, WJLA and, and uh, WFED Radio. But honestly, it's not something that gets all the attention. I, I, I don't know why, because it's far more serious than just your financial identity. I mean, all of them are awful, but I but the medical could cost you your life, as, as you've just pointed out. Is there any central clearinghouse that we can go to to check our medical records to see that what's in them is accurate or anything like that? I know you can check to see if there are insurance claims against you. Is that correct? Well, you can go to your insurance company and ask for a record of your insurance claims, and that will give you a few more hints about whether your records are clean or whether they're Mm -hmm. being abused by a crook. Mm -hmm. And I guess one of the important things here is just to make sure when you get medical reports and things that you shred those documents before you discard them. Probably you should keep them for quite a while, but when you do decide to clean out, they need to be shredded. Uh, Yes, shred all your information, but also review your credit reports uh, with the credit agencies regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, Often what happens is is a crook uh, goes to the hospital, uh, gets uh, information courtesy of, gets uh, treatment courtesy of you, and then stiffs the hospital without Mm -hmm. paying the bills. Okay, and they probably gave a phony address, and so consequently you may not even get the bill. Um, that's a great idea. As a matter of fact, I usually tell consumers you, you're entitled to a free report every year from each of the, the, the major credit bureaus. Go do it. You are absolutely entitled. There is no cost. And one of the things that consumers have said to me, well, surely won't my getting a credit record, getting a re- credit report cost affect my credit rating? No, it does not. Um, it's if you apply for a ton of credit lines of credit that may have some impact, but no. Checking your credit record does not have any impact on your credit score, and consumers need to get over that, and they need to get those reports. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Shirley. If your credit takes a dive because somebody didn't uh, pay hospital bills in your name, then you can spend months and months and thousands of dollars trying to get your good mm-hmm. name cleared. And, mm-hmm. and that's a hassle you don't want to have to put up with when you could have prevented it with a quick credit review. Yeah, you don't want to go to the hospital either and find out that that's not really you they're talking about. That's somebody else posing as you. I don't want to scare consumers, but yet in a way I do. 
because I think this is such a serious issue that we need to, to put more focus on it. So I'm so glad that you're talking about it. And, and you all have just done a recent um, a big report on it, on what um, the, the spike in the breaches with medical service providers. So very serious for our, our listeners. Let's just take a brief pause here to let everyone know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jim Quiggle. He's the Director of Communications for the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. And we're talking about the things that you need to know to make sure that you are not a participant in this or a victim. Now, one of the things, Jim, that you and I have talked about over the years are the staged auto accidents. Are you still seeing these happening? Oh, stage crashes are still very much a fact of life, especially in urban areas where you have a lot of drivers and a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. that can be set up for for crashes. So you you need to be very wary of being set up for a crash when you're driving along the roadways. Well, you've told me about, you know, that that a car packed full of people, scamsters, will pull out in front of you and let you hit them or make you hit them because you can't avoid them. And then they'll start filing all kinds of insurance claims with phony doctors and lawyers. Is that still the way it works? Well, that's one of the ways it works, certainly. You're you're driving merrily along, and suddenly a car pulls up next to you, speeds on ahead, then suddenly veers into the lane directly in front of you and jams on its brakes. Um, You have no chance to stop, and yet it's a rear-ender that makes it look legally as if it's your fault and you're on the hook. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they stage the accidents, and then they go to the hospital, and they file all these medical claims, and they've got doctors and lawyers that are in cahoots with them. I mean, this is really an organized ring that does it, isn't it? Oh, organized rings are are really what stage crashes are all about. They're, they're so good that they will even give the the fake passengers scripts telling them how to mimic <laughs> crash injuries, how to moan and groan when the police come, and moan and groan when the insurance company starts investigating them. Wow. You know, I, I'm constantly amazed at some of the things that these, these things that go on. Um, now, we're we're suffering from a loss of privacy in this country. Security breaches, we give it to everybody. And these new listening devices, these personal assistant devices, they cause me to take pause. I just got through reading about one of the exercise uh, gadgets that enabled people to track the discovered bases. I believe it was in Afghanistan. Are you familiar with what I'm referring to? I've been reading the stories, yes. Oh, my God. And I thought, hmm, do we realize how much information we're putting out there just for anybody to take and use? It's a little scary to me. Um, How do you think this goes into the whole area of insurance fraud? Well, in in some ways, it can be very helpful. I mean, privacy is slowly – the boundaries of privacy are slowly being pulled back. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there's a younger generation – I'd call it eroded, but (laughs) – Call it what you will. Okay. But the, the battery, privacy boundaries are being pulled back, and, and there's a generation of millennials that, to a large extent, don't mind because the trade-off is that they're getting so digitally connected, mm-hmm. yet they're, all their data is, is more and more being available and out there, often for, for illicit purposes. 
So they have to be aware of it. And, and you know, I guess just as you said earlier, the old tools, checking your credit record, uh, checking your insurance payments, checking all the documents that come into you that tell you about payments made to any kind of insurance policy you have. You know, those are the old reliable ways of finding out what's going on with all of the, the, the things that we deal with in our everyday life. We have to be careful. We have to read those things and check them carefully. And one of the things I think you said, Jim, that made so much sense is that um, if you get charges that you don't recognize, don't assume it's a mistake. Investigate it to find out what's really behind it. Because I, I know, for example, with credit card fraud, sometimes the fraudsters will try out ordering a pizza with a card just to make sure it, it works. And you'll see a charge for a fr- pizza, and you say, I didn't order that pizza. Okay, don't dismiss it. You know, it may be a very small charge, but it has potentially large impact on you. And I would think the same kind of thing is true with medical identity theft, which can defraud your insurance company without you even knowing it. So it's and what are some of the other trends? Are you seeing other trends happening right now? Well, I I think you're getting into privacy is a very important issue. Okay, Um, people don't realize that investigators are allowed to go onto your Facebook and and Twitter sites to mine your postings for clues to whether you've committed a fraud. Hmm. This should be a warning to everybody. Don't even think about committing fraud because you have no idea how much of your how much of your information is legally available today in a digital era mm-hmm. and the courts will back you up uh, 100% if you're an insurance company if if you tell your workers compensation insurer that you you've got a terrible back and you you're, you're out for 6 months flat on your back on the couch mm-hmm. yet you start posting uh, photographs on your Facebook site of your surfing trip to Hawaii. <laughs> That's a little bit of an alarm. Your, 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 your workers' comp insurance company is going to know that because if it's suspicious, it, it will have likely full legal right to go into your Facebook site wow. and find out if you've been posting uh, incriminating evidence. Well, they should. I mean, anybody who does commits insurance fraud, I, I have no use for them because it costs me money. And, and it's just, it's aggravating. I mean, it really is aggravating. Now, your your organization, you work with the insurers, um, it, and you're primarily you're doing educational campaigns. Am I right, Jim? Yes. The, the goal is to educate consumers to be smart insurance buyers, but also be very smart about being, avoiding getting scams by crooks. Mm-hmm. And the best website to go to, we know what that is, don't we? Insurancefraud.org, Shirley. Insurancefraud.org. <laughs> and they, they got to go there and see. You've just posted your new um, insurance hall of shame. Am I right? The Welcome to the Crime Warp. The America's biggest crooks, con men, and clowns have been dishonored with induction into the hall of shame. <laughs> that is not something that, that's not one of the halls I want to be in, Jim, let me tell you. But but I do, t- and we're going to do something on this in the future. We're going to do the new hall of shame. Um, but I have to say that, that reading them, it is incredible. It blows my mind the length that some people will go to defraud an insurance company, in, including blowing up their own house, blowing up their own yacht, killing their spouse, etc. Well, people think they're so smart that they can get away with anything. Yeah, unfortunately. They have have no idea that they're up against scientifically trained, 
squad of insurance investigators who know technology well, who know all the warning signs well, they know incredibly smart science that can bore into the heart of your scheme and, and uncover you. You don't realize this. Well, let's tell them crooks don't do it because you're going to get caught. We certainly hope. Jim, thank you so much. It's always a treat to have you on the program. The website is insurancefraud.org. This nonprofit group does great work for us, and we're out there, and we're very thankful for you, Jim. Thank you again. My guest has been Jim Quiggle, Director of Communications for the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org, and I want to thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.